From the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, coming to you live uh, on this um, August 25th, already August 25th. Well, you know, four months from today is Christmas, so <laughs> we'll... How fast will that be here upon us, you know? Um, anyway, I'm happy you're here. We weren't. We took some time off last week, had a few things going on, and uh, back now live here in the studio, and I'm happy you are here, my friends, on this day. And uh, today I'm going to share with you some of our Holy Father's Angelus message from Sunday. And then last night, um, was it last night or yesterday? Yesterday, I forget. One, one, when I was praying either morning prayer, evening prayer, night prayer, one of my uh, liturgy of the hours there. Um, we, we, we prayed Psalm 91, and Psalm 91 is a familiar psalm. You would have, uh, if you are familiar with the the hymn um, on eagle's wings, that's based on Psalm 91. And as I was praying the psalm during that prayer time, it something leapt out at me, and I want to share that with you. So we'll talk about that later on today as well. But first, as always, my friends, we are going to pray. And, of course, we're coming to you live on all of our domestic church media radio stations. And please keep us in prayer because uh, the new transmitter is ordered, and uh, the 1260 transmitter. And it does take some time because they have to tune it they, however they configure it. Um, but we're hoping it'll be here within you know a month or so. Uh, and then when that happens, those of you who normally listen to 1260 AM, you're going to notice, a, I think you're going to notice a big difference because first of all, it's a brand new transmitter. But second of all, uh, we've also got a new, um, piece of equipment that's going to keep, uh, strengthen the signal on the fringe areas. So if you, uh, listen to 1260, uh, regularly and you know, maybe on one of those fringe areas, you know, like, uh, central to Northern Bucks County or. Uh, but you're going to get it loud and clear uh, once we get all this equipment put in. So keep that in prayer. I want to get that in here as quickly as possible. Uh, and to our friends down in Cape May, uh, our new transmitter down there will be, actually it's not a new transmitter. There was an issue with some piece of equipment in the transmitter. That's being repaired, and that's being hopefully uh, completed by next week. Um, but as we come to you on all four of our domestic church media radio stations, um, I think there was also an issue in Hamilton uh, on uh, on. Um, uh, 15:80 a.m. The the, uh, the internet line went down or something. So we've been having some technical glitches here uh, that we're trying to put together. So keep all of that in prayer. Remember a couple of weeks ago I was talking about how demons get into these electronics. <laughs> uh, so keep that in prayer. But also coming to you live on all of our other audio platforms. If you uh, go to our website domesticchurchmedia.org, you can listen to streaming audio, or even watch the st uh, live streaming video right now from our website as we come to you live video also on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia, and also live video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. If you have Amazon Echo, Google Home, we're coming to you on those home speaker devices, just say play Domestic Church Media, and you get us loud and clear day or night, 24-7, like a beautiful FM uh, radio, so you don't even need 
an old-fashioned radio. Just put us on your home speaker there, and we're streaming live there as well. Did I forget any other? Oh, our free mobile app. Who could forget that? Our free Domestic Church Media mobile app. Go to your app store, search for Domestic Church Media, download the app. It's free. It's got everything Domestic Church Media, but plus much, 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 much more that uh, will help you in your uh, everyday spirituality. It has the Bible. It has the catechism. I mean, I'm talking about the whole Bible is there. So is the whole catechism of the Catholic Church, as well as evening prayer, morning prayer, night prayer. It's all on there. Uh, we have uh, all kinds of stuff. So download that free app. Go to your mobile app store, and uh, whether you have a, an iPhone or a, an Android device, just go to your app store, search for Domestic Church Media, and download it. It's free. You can't beat free. We pick up the tab on that. Uh, so all that means that we go literally around the world, which is so exciting because we're we're uh, reaching so far beyond uh, where we were reaching uh, just a few years ago. And this is heeding our Lord's great commission before he ascended into heaven when he said, go out into the whole world. And that's what our Lord is allowing us to do with all this technology that's available to us. As I sit here in our beautiful uh, flagship station, 1260 AM, our beautiful studios here, uh, in uh, beautiful downtown Ewing, New Jersey, uh, coming to you live, going around the world. And it, it truly is a humbling experience for me because, as I've shared with you so often, you know, in the, in the beginning, the very beginning of uh, this, my work in this type of uh, apostolate 25 years ago, you know, we were so limited to just the footprint of the radio station signal. And then, of course, just putting things on cassette tape and really wasn't rebroadcast. But now all this is available. In fact, I was just playing around with our YouTube channel and discovered something that I didn't know we had capabilities of doing. So I'm getting all kinds of uh, <laughs> inspirations here. Anyway, let's pray first. And uh, thanks to all of you who continue to request your free prayer for the United States of America. We're offering this to you for free. We um, Back in uh, just around the 4th of July, in, in my own personal prayer, I felt uh, compelled through an inspiration of the Holy Spirit to do this, uh, to put this prayer for the United States of America onto this lovely little 4 by 6 postcard and laminate it. Um, it's the prayer that was prayed in 1959 at the dedication of the uh, National Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. That's our Catholic National Basilica, and of course you know our Blessed Mother, is the patroness of the U.S. under that title, uh, the Immaculate Conception. So this prayer invokes the Holy Trinity through the intercession of Mary um, to protect our country and to pray for our country. And, you know, my goodness, uh, just watch the news one night, you know, and, and see what's going on. I'm sure you know, you don't need me to tell you, and we don't talk politics here or that type of stuff, but uh, you know that our country needs prayer, and uh, uh, only by divine intervention, you know, will we be able to continue on a path uh, based on the basic Judeo-Christian principles upon which this country was founded to move forward in the direction that God would have us go. So, got to pray. So thanks to all of you. When we finish our prayer time, I'll tell you how you can get your copies in case you haven't gotten any yet. Uh, but we'll begin as we begin all good things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we pray, Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, 
God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother. In union with Mary, we adore your mighty majesty and acknowledge your supreme eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy, born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our Mother, Patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer, uh, our Holy Father, two years ago, Pope Francis asked us to pray the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the beautiful ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium prayer, uh, to protect. He asked specifically to pray those prayers to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. We're adding to that also to pray that the United States of America is protected from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers. O glorious and blessed Virgin, amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And again, as always, my friends, I thank you for praying together. And uh, if you have not yet had the chance or the opportunity or you need more of these beautiful prayer cards praying for our country, uh, they're our gift to you. We even pick up the postage. All you have to do is ask for them. And the way to do that is to go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And up on the top, there's one of the options is uh, prayer. Just place your cursor over the word prayer, and a little menu drops down, and then click on uh, prayer for the United States of America, and then just give us your name and your address and how many you want, and we'll get them out to you. And we've had multiple requests. I ordered 5,000 of them uh, back in uh, June, late June, early July. And um, we're sending them out. So thanks to all of you who are requesting these prayers. A lot of prayers going up. And as you know, in our country, uh, there's a, a couple of major prayer events taking place. There's the 54-day rosary. Um, there's the miracle rosary novena. Uh, and I, I'll give you that information. Uh, 
I don't know if I have it in front of me here or not. It's the Million the Million Rosary March, right? Is millionrosarymarch.com. That's the website uh, that you can go to and pledge to pray a rosary. Um, and I'm trying to see what the numbers are up to now. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, oh, 1,282,700 rosaries have been pledged so far. So they started out this uh, effort uh, hoping to get at least a million uh, rosaries pledged. Well, they have 1.2, almost 1.3 million rosaries pledged now. So you can uh, pledge if you haven't already. Go to millionrosarymarch.com. That's uh, one uh, website. And the other one is uh, the Fathers uh, Blount, Father uh, Jim and, and Tony Blount, their brothers. Um, they're praying a 54-day rosary miracle novena to stave off violence and impending civil unrest. Now, again, all you have to do is watch the news and see what's going on out there. Um, so, again, we're calling upon Our Lady uh, by praying these rosaries. This uh, 54-day novena began on August 15th. You can pick it up anytime. Don't think that if, oh, I missed the first day, I can't do it. Just hop right on the train there and just start praying. Uh, God's not counting numbers there. He just he just wants us. We, we just got to pray. So that one is queenofpeacemedia.com, queenofpeacemedia.com. And the explanation there on, on uh, the 54-day rosary novena is there for you as well. So um, again, it's uh, millionrosarymarch.com and uh, queenofpeacemedia.com. Those two websites go to and you can pledge. And we want to get as many people praying as possible because that's what it's going to take, uh, we believe, uh, to put this and keep this country um, out of the clutches of Satan. You know, he's very active. Uh, and he wants so much to see this country destroyed. And we're seeing so much violence and hatred. Um, and we know where that comes from. So let's keep praying. And don't forget, order your free prayer cards. You can order as many as you want, uh, the prayer for the United States of America. We're happy to send out whatever you want. Um, so go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And then click, uh, put your cursor over the word prayer, and a little menu drops down. And you can uh, click on prayer for the United States of America. Give us your name, your address, and how many you want. And we'll get them out to you. We send them out once a week. I have a lovely uh, couple of uh, wonderful volunteers, Janet and Elizabeth, come in here once a week and get all the mail out. So um, do that. In fact, in fact, they're coming tomorrow, I believe. So if you want your prayer card sent out this week, get that request in now, uh, today, so that it'll be here for them when they come tomorrow to do that. Um, let's see, what else? We had a lovely, lovely weekend. You know, Cheryl and I, we took a couple days off last week. Thursday was a beautiful day, so we had some time together uh, with our daughter and her friend down, uh, down the shore area. And then uh, Friday, we drove up to um, Dingman's Ferry, Pennsylvania, you ever heard of Dingman's Ferry? I think it's I think it's, a, I think it's Pike County, uh, just past the uh, north of the um, uh, Delaware Water Gap. And the reason was because I had a I had a gig, so <laughs> I got to, every year or two I come out of mothballs and do a, a, a little Sinatra thing. And uh, I was invited by a dear old friend from high school who um, is uh, 
really building up the theater in that part of Pennsylvania. And he had kind of a special event and asked me if I would come and, and participate. And so I did. Lovely time. Lovely people. It was outside. Everybody was socially distanced. They were all sitting in their little circles on the grass with their lawn chairs and wearing their masks. And uh, I, 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 a few other performers were there as well. And I was happy to do some, uh, some Sinatra. So Cheryl and I went up there on Friday. But she had to go back. The show was Saturday. And she had to go back down Saturday because she had a gig, a piano uh, gig as well, at her parish for a, uh, an ordination party. Uh, playing some piano in the background there during the party, the gathering. Um, but, you know, we were driving up there on Friday uh, evening around 5, five, five, five or 5.30, and this hot, this little road that was going north up toward Dingman's Ferry, and all of a sudden out of the woods, leaping across the road right in front of us was a bear, <laughs> a black bear. So very, uh, very interesting. We, had a, we did have a great time, and, uh, you know, just to, to all my friends up there, who I met, new friends, old friends. Thank you so much. It was a joy uh, being up there. Uh, as I said, I do that maybe once every, the last, I said the last time, I told Cheryl, the last time I did this was over at St. John's Italian dinner they had back in November of 2018. And the reason I know that is because when I got my tux out of the closet, I could always tell when the last time I wore it was, I have it cleaned after I wear it. And it was, so the cleaning tag said it was November of uh, 2018, so two years ago almost. Anyway, I love doing that every now and then, and it gives me a little little, little uh, break away from the uh, day-in and day-out work of apostolate, which is the best thing to do. But uh, every now and then, I do like to get out and croon a little bit, so thanks to my friends up there. Let me share with you some of um, Holy Father Pope Francis's, uh, and this is from his Angelus on, on uh, Sunday. And, you know, everything just doesn't everything seem like just it's still everything is so uh, askew. I don't know. Just to just. Uh, but Holy Father, God bless him. He, he's still sticking to his Angelus messages from his his window there over St. Peter's Square. I don't know how many people are in the square when he does this. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's limited numbers. Um, but anyway, he, his, his, his teaching on Sunday was this Christian charity, he said, is more than simple philanthropy. And he said, Christian charity is not simple uh, philanthropy, but on the one hand, it is looking at others through the eyes of Jesus himself, and on the other hand, seeing Jesus in the face of the poor. The Holy Father reflected on the gospel from Matthew, Sunday's gospel, in which Peter professes his faith in Jesus and, as the Messiah and the Son of God. And the, he said, the apostle's confession is provoked by Christ himself, who wishes to lead his disciples to take the decisive step in their relationship with him. Indeed, the entirety of Jesus' journey and those who follow him, especially with the Twelve, is one of educating their, uh, one of educating their faith. Um, you know, as I was listening to the gospel on Sunday, and, and this beautiful gospel where Jesus asks his apostles, who do people say that I am? Well, they say John the Baptist, Elijah. And it's Peter who stands forward, steps forward and says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And when our Lord says to him that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and I'll give you the keys to the kingdom, and what you hold bound on earth shall be bound in heaven, what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I thought to myself as I was listening to the, to the reading of the gospel, and of course we know that we, can, we have a, a perfect apostolic success, line of succession from Peter to Pope Francis over 2,000 years, I, th I think to myself, how can anybody 
question the uh, authority and the authenticity of the Catholic Church as the, as the one true church founded by Christ himself. When Scripture says very clearly, Peter, Peter is given the authority by Christ directly from Jesus, and we can go from Peter right down through the line over 2,000 years of succession to Pope Francis, unbroken. And we can go back and, and look at the history of other Christian denominations and see who their founder was. And each one of those Christian denominations has a person, a man, as a founder. And maybe there are some women founders, I don't know. But when you look at the history of the Catholic Church, just historically, and go back from Pope Francis all the way back to St. Peter himself, who was given the authority by Jesus, why does anyone question whether or not this is the true church that Jesus Christ founded? He founded this church upon the rock of Peter. So it's kind of a little aside to the Holy Father's teaching, but as I was listening to the gospel on Sunday, and I've heard, we've all heard that gospel so many times before, but again, it just kind of, it just struck me, well, why isn't everybody Catholic? Why why aren't we all? Could you imagine if, if every Christian denomination came back to the fullness of truth? And that's not to say that these other Christian denominations don't have, you know, we have more in common with other Christian uh, churches uh, and denominations than we, than we don't. We, they, we, you know, there's, there's those stumbling blocks, as they call them, for most um, Protestants, non-Catholic Christians, uh, the stumbling blocks being, you know, the ones that we hold so dear, the, the, our Blessed Mother and, and uh, of course, the Eucharist the source and summit of our Christian life. But could you imagine if all Christian brothers and sisters came back into the fullness of all truth in this church, the power we would have in this world through unity and prayer. You know, our Lord, the night before he, he, he died, he prayed in John 17 that all may be one. And for the first thousand years, there was only one Christian church, and that was the Catholic Church. You'll hear all kinds of stories and all kinds of uh, arguments against all that and, you know, the things that have been said down through the years. But the bottom line in all of it is, is that this is the one true church, and that's not to diminish anybody else in your belief, in your Christianity. It's really an invitation. Please, Come and join the church that Christ himself founded. The, 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 the congregation that you belong to, uh, go back in the history of your congregation and see how it began. It wasn't begun originally by Jesus Christ. It was founded by somebody else after Jesus. So that struck me, and I thought that was something I, I, w- I would share with you. Um, 
Uh, okay, let me just go back to where I was. I lost my place. The Holy Father uh, said that Jesus posed two questions in order to educate his disciples. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And the Holy Father suggested that in answer to the first question, the apostles seemed to compete in reporting different opinions, uh, perhaps sharing the view that Jesus of Nazareth was essentially a prophet. When Jesus posed the second question to them, there appeared to be a moment of silence. The Holy Father said, as each one of those present is called to put themselves on the line, manifesting the reasons why they follow Jesus. He can, and the Holy Father said, Simon takes them off the hook <laughs> by declaring forthrightly, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and the answer, so complete and enlightening, doesn't come from an impulse of his own, however generous, the Holy Father said, Peter was generous, but rather is the fruit of a particular grace of the Heavenly Father. Indeed, Pope Francis said, Jesus himself says, this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, that is, by culture, what you have studied. Uh, no, this has been revealed to you, uh, um, it was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. And Holy Father said, to confess Jesus is a grace of the Father. To say that Jesus is the Son of the living God, who is the Redeemer, is a grace that we must ask for. Father, give me the grace of confessing Jesus. And boy, do we need that confession now, <laughs> don't we? In these days of turmoil and confusion and pandemic and, and uh, I was going to say economic strife. I know there is some out there. I know people are out of work. The unemployment is uh, certainly uh, not where we want it to be. I don't, I don't play the stock market. I don't have any money to play with. <laughs> but uh, I was just curious. You know, I hear the reports every day. You know, you watch the news and they tell you that the Dow Jones Industrial is this. or, And today it was at 28,000-something. And I thought, oh, okay, that's, that sounds pretty good. And I just out of curiosity said, what was it last year on this date when everything was normal? And it was actually lower. It was 26,000 last year in this state. So the stock market is higher now in the middle of all this pandemic than it was a year ago. I, I, I don't understand all that stuff, but that sounded pretty good to me. I don't know. Um, but we need Jesus to be confessed, witness, you know, to stand out, especially in the middle of all the, the, the uh, violence and the, the, the horrible things that are going on out there. And so Holy Father reminded us that it, it, it's a grace from the Heavenly Father to be able to say that Jesus is the Son of the living God. And he said, the Holy Father said that we all must ask the, 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 uh, God the Father for the grace of confessing Jesus. Father, give me the grace of confessing Jesus. And the Holy Father noted that um, Jesus responded to, to Peter by declaring, You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The Holy Father said with this affirmation, Jesus makes Simon aware of the meaning of the new name he has given him, Peter. The faith he has sh uh, just shown is unsh uh, the unshakable rock on which the Son of God wishes to build his church, that is, community. And Pope Francis said, and the church goes forward always on the basis of Peter's faith. That faith that Jesus recognizes in Peter and which makes him the head of the church. The Holy Father said that the gospel, Sunday's gospel reading, 
Uh, We hear Jesus putting the same question to each of us. And you, who do you say that I am? And Holy Father said we must not respond with a theoretical answer, but one that involves faith. The Holy Father said listening to the voice of the Father and its uh, consonance with what the church gathered around Peter continues to proclaim. He said it is a matter of understanding who Christ is for us. If he is the center of our life, if he is the goal of our commitment to the church, our commitment in society. And then he he noted a, a bit of caution here, Pope Francis did. He said, but beware, it is indispensable and praiseworthy that the pastoral care of our communities be open to many forms of poverty and crisis which are everywhere. Charity is always the high road of the journey of faith, of the perfection of faith. But it is necessary that works of solidarity, the works of charity that we carry out, not divert us from contact with the Lord Jesus. You know, we, I, we've been doing this a long time here, I have, and uh, we are a nonprofit. We're a charitable organization. We exist completely, totally, solely on the generosity of others. That's how we've been here for so long. Domestic Church Media now, we are in our, our uh, let's see, what is this, our 12th, 13th year? I guess in uh, yeah in in we oh I'm sorry domestic church media is from more than that because we we were founded in 2003 so 17th year 18th uh, the radio station first radio station opened up in 2008 but all of this is here because of the generosity of so many people who give of their time talent and treasure and had given of their time talent and treasure throughout the years to allow us to be here to be this beacon of light and and a haven of hope to shine that light and that hope to as many people as possible. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back, and today we're going to go to Psalm 91, and I'll tell you why in just a bit. So don't go away. More to come on Come to Me. Halt the attack on traditional marriage and ensure religious freedom for ourselves and for our grandchildren? To do this, we must convert the culture. St. Paul's Street Evangelization is a grassroots initiative that recognizes this need and takes it to the streets. If you're interested in peacefully sharing the gospel in your area, visit streetevangelization.com to learn more. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go 
to goodshop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit goodshop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's goodshop.com and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. Goodshop.com. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. Sin divorces us from God until we pay. We have to pay. Some people pay for everlasting punishment because they will not ask forgiveness. And some people pay in purgatory because they never use this life to cleanse their souls. You know, I look upon every difficulty. I try. Don't they always make it? But I try to make every difficulty an opportunity. Some difficulties make you humble. Some make you forgive, which makes it pleasing to God. Our dear Lord himself said on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Have you ever said that to your neighbor when you forgave them? The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Yardley to Yardville. Seagirt to Spotswood. Matawan to Manalapan. From Lakewood to Long Branch. Asbury Park to Adelphia. Morrisville to Marlboro. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Welcome back. Another uh, 25 minutes or so here with you, and happy you are here sharing this hour with me. Coming to you live on this August 25th, 2020. I just was thinking, um, sometimes I think, and uh, it's 20, uh, 50 years ago today, 1970, August 25th, 1970, the day my grandfather passed on. So uh, Say a little prayer for him, if you would, somewhere along the way today. Uh, my Manfredonia grandfather, his name was Joseph. Actually, his name was Pellegrino, Pellegrino. But when he came over to this country uh, at the turn of the century there, um, I guess they couldn't, my father always told the story, they couldn't pronounce his name. They couldn't pronounce Pellegrino. So they said, we'll just call you Joe. And they put Joseph on his uh, paperwork there. He was known as Joe or Joseph throughout his life here in the U.S., but his baptized name was Pellegrino. 
Simpler times, right? Simpler times. But anyway, so it was 50 years ago today he passed away. And I I, I, I don't know how. I just always remember that date. Today was the date. Because it is four, four months till Christmas, too. And this time is going to go very, very fast. I think, you know, we're going to, we were talking to our son. We FaceTimed with our little grandchildren last night. You know, that's the only way we get to see them right now. We understand because our daughter-in-law, keep her in your prayers. Actually, their whole little family because our uh, next grandchild is due October 5th. So she's in her, entering into her, her ninth month. And we really haven't even seen her when well, we saw her once when they came by here. Out in the parking lot, we kind of were socially distancing, but they're being very cautious, understandably very cautious because of her pregnancy with this whole virus thing. But uh, So keep them in prayer. But we had a nice little time with FaceTiming last night with uh, Charlotte and Jack, and uh, Cheryl and I put on little puppet shows for them. <laughs> we should record them and put them on for you, too. Um, but anyway, so we're just, we're just you know, I don't know. I, I was going to say something, and I forgot. See, I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit... Uh, a little bit forgetful, I think. I don't know. Um, you know, there was a point I was going to make, and now I forgot what it was. You see, so don't start to ramble. Otherwise, you lo- I lose track. I go off track, and I can't get back on track. Um, okay, well, we'll have to move on because I can't think of one. Let's. Uh, oh, I know. Mind you, one thing though, uh, we are coming to the end of this month, obviously, friends, and we are going to have our radiothon in. Um, October, we have dates picked, but I want to. I'm, I'm waiting. I want to make sure this new transmitter is in here at twelve sixty, and I can have a guarantee of that before I we we we've chosen dates, but I have to wait and see. Uh, make sure that transmitter is going to be here because we want full power, and we're figuring out ways to do it virtually, <laughs> so, like everything else, right? So it used to be when we had the radiothon here, we'd have a, a building full of excitement. People, volunteers, food, all kinds of great things. We obviously we can't have that that way this year uh, because of the uh, pandemic. So we've worked out ways to do it virtually. Bruce and I will still be here hosting it. Cheryl will be here in the studio, um, but everybody else pretty much is going to be off site except Jesus. He'll be here obviously in the chapel, and all kinds of neat things we're trying to think of to kind of bring everybody in. But we are going to have the radiothon in October. And this is our major, major fundraiser. We didn't have it in the spring, obviously, for, for obvious reasons. Um, and, you know, we're, we feel the pinch. We're, we've uh, talked to our bookkeeper last week or a couple weeks ago, and we have fallen short over the past few months of about $9,000 a month, and that's not good. Um, thanks to all of you who are regularly supporting us. I appreciate that. But, you know, we've, we count on that fu- that. Um, um, Radiothon money to carry us through the summer and into the fall. We didn't have that now. So, anyway, pray about that on how you can help us uh, during the Radiothon. It will be taking place in October. I'll give you the, the exact dates as we get a little closer to it. I just want to make sure we have them picked out, but I don't want to announce it formally until I can guarantee that the new uh, 1260 transmitter is going to be in place uh, for that because we want to make sure we have full power. Um, so it'll be interesting, uh, but keep the support coming because, as I said before we went on break there, the only way we're here, the only way we operate is through the generosity and the kindness of our listeners and viewers. We get no, we're not a commercial station. We can't sell commercial time. 
Uh, we don't get any support, uh, financial support from any of the dioceses that we serve. Uh, we count all, completely and totally on our family of listeners and viewers. So please continue your support, those of you who have been doing it. Uh, for those of you who haven't had a chance to do that, please consider it. And everybody, please pray about the Radiothon. Think about what this apostolate has been for you throughout this pandemic. I've received so many wonderful, lovely notes and cards and emails from people who say how much they appreciate the fact that we've been here throughout the entire uh, situation. We never closed down. We never locked up. We never shut down. We didn't lock our doors. Uh, We're always here for you. And um, think about that. Think about if this wasn't here uh, during those, especially those darker days when everything was closed and you couldn't even get to church um, and what the Lord is doing through this work. So, but the only way to keep it on the air and up and running and, and reaching, as I said earlier, you know, the four corners of the world is through your generosity. So please pray about that as we get closer. I'll give you exact dates, and hopefully uh, this will be the best Radiothon ever. Uh, just to keep us going. Okay, so the other day I was, I, I don't know, it was yesterday it was, or um, the other night, maybe it, was, maybe it was Sunday night I was praying night prayer, and I think it is, I think it, was, it is Sunday night night prayer is, is um, Psalm 91. Which, as I pray it, you'll recognize a lot of the the verses because it's from uh, the song "Eagle on Eagle's Wings" is taken as based on Psalm ninety one. But I'll, I'll tell you why it jumped out at me, because I think today, and as I was praying it Sunday night uh, before I retired, um, you know, the world is a, there's so much, it's, there's so much fear in in the world. There's so much fear, especially here in our our own country. People are very fearful about a lot of things about the future about the current situation, about the violence, about the, the social unrest, the racial tensions, the suspicions. You know, I think if, if, if it's funny, as I mentioned to you the other night, we were, we were um, up, in, uh, up in Dingman's Ferry for my little Sinatra gig. And, you know, after the show, people wanted to say hello. And, and uh, you know, the normal reaction is to extend your hand to shake hands. Well, you know, nobody's doing that anymore. And you stop, you stop, you say, hit elbows, your fist bump, and and you write, do you have the virus? And uh, it's just, it's, it's all so, we're all, it, everything has become so tense. And there's a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety. You know, they say that uh, uh, alcohol consumption is up and, Drug abuse is, is worse than it was now, and, and, and people, threats of suicide and, and uh, suicidal thoughts. I think we read some uh, study where they said 25% of, of millennials are, have contemplated or thought about suicide. It's horrible stuff. And as I was praying night prayer on Sunday, and as I said, the, the, the psalm we pray on, on the Sunday night prayer, um, after evening prayer too, is Psalm 91. And as I said, you'll recognize many of these verses because the song on Eagle's Wings is based on it. But it was just, it's, it's a great, I think this is, it's a great psalm to pray if you're feeling afraid. It's a great psalm to pray if you are fearful about things, if you're uncertain. But it speaks directly even to plague. <laughs> well, let's, let, me, let, me, let me pray it, and, and we'll, we'll go down through some of this. This is Psalm 91. And as I said, if you're suffering from 
anxiety or you're afraid or fearful, nervous, just listen to these words. This is the word of God. This is his word to you in this particular psalm. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, who abides in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, My refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High your habitation, no evil shall befall you, no scourge come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge of you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent will trample, you will trample underfoot. Because he clings to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls out, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalm 91. And as I said, my friends, you know, if you, if you, and many people are, a lot of people are afraid. You know, I think um, in the beginning of this pandemic, there was a lot more fear because of what the how the media was presenting and i think most of most of all because we weren't even sure how to how to handle it how to deal with it there obviously was no vaccine there was no cure for it and it was having uh, um, very very bad effects on on many people especially those most vulnerable the elderly and uh, people with underlying uh, medical conditions people were and have died from it and the way it was presented in the media, you know, there's no ventilators and people are, are, are you know, the, the, the emergency rooms are full and the ICUs are full. And what's going to, you know, if, if, you, if, you, if you got the virus, it was almost an automatic death sentence, according to the way it was presented. We know that was not, that's not true and wasn't true. I think I heard today someone said that people between the ages of 55 and 65, or 55 and 70, something like that. You know, and that's, I fall into that category. That the, the survival rate, if they um, contracted the virus, people between 55 and 65 or 55 and 70, I think, the survival rate was 99.9 something percent of survival. And that's not the impression that many people have or had. Just a lot of fear. And we know as children of God, as 
faithful, the faithful, that there's nothing that we have to fear, that Psalm 91 tells us that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, who abides in the shadow of the Almighty, will say my, my, to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Now, there are faithful people who have contracted this disease and have died. There was, a, I think, a particular order of nuns, right, in a, in a, in a monastery somewhere that so many of them perished as a result of the virus. Does that mean that they weren't faithful? No. It just means that it was their time to be with God. You know, we all know we're, we're, every single person alive knows we're going to die. It's going to come. There's no avoiding it. How and when and nobody knows the day or the hour. I remember Father... Rochelle, God rest his soul, would say that when he would give his teachings that how blessed people were who contracted terminal illnesses. He said that was a blessing to contract a terminal illness. It sounds, you know, a little macabre, but the reason being that they knew pretty much when their end was going to be as opposed to someone who dies tragically in an accident or suddenly of, of a heart failure or stroke or something. The people who contract a, a, a terminal illness and they're given six months, nine months, ten, whatever, he said that's a blessing from God saying, now you know. You know when, when uh, I'm going to call you home. You know it's going to happen within the next few months, and you can get ready for that. We're all going to face that moment of transition from this life into the next. But we can't live in fear of that moment. Nobody wants to get sick. Nobody's out looking for a disease or, or, or lingering death. But if we abide in the shelter of the Most High, in the shadow of the Almighty, God will be our fortress and our refuge. And we, we do say, I trust in you, Jesus. I trust in you, Lord. For he will deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence, from the plague. He will take us under his wings where we will find refuge. And then we have nothing to fear. We don't fear the, the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day. Because we know that God walks with us. There's a, there was a, a story I read one time. And I don't, I don't know if it was a true, I think it was a true story. There was a, uh, and I'm, I'm going to mess it up because I don't want, but I'll give you the gist of it. I'll give you the gist of it. There was a, a young lady who was dark one night in her, her walk from home, um, and, and she was uh, walking, had to walk down this dark alley to get home, and she was walking down, and she saw these, these two very rough-looking characters uh, across the street, and she began to uh, move faster and faster to get past them. They were across the street, but moved faster and faster to get past them, and uh, she was so fearful that they looked like they were about to do something terrible. But she made it through. She passed. She got home. And the next day she read that uh, 
that same night in that same area, there was another young lady who was murdered. And they caught the two people who did it, these two men. And they, uh, she, she was asked to, I guess they, she had reported that she, you know, she had been there as well. And the police asked her to, if, if she could identify the two people and uh, the two men. And she went to the police station. They had them, you know, there behind the, on, on, the, on the, the line there. And she identified them. And she asked the police officer, she said, I, I was there that night. I walked by them and they didn't, they didn't bother me. I wonder why that was. And, and they, the police officers asked the two men, why? You know, this young lady, why, why did you choose the woman you did to when she was there before her? And they said, well, we weren't going to bother with her. There was that big, that big uh, guy walking right with, next to her. And she said, there was nobody with me. <laughs> you know, the Lord sends angels to take care of us and to guard us and protect us, too. As the psalm says, he will give his angels charge of you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands, they will bear you up. Mother Angelica tells that story or told that story when she was young, how there was a, I guess she was crossing the street or something and there was a truck coming right at her and it was just, it was inevitable she was going to be hit and all of a sudden she felt something grab her under the arms and pick her up and put her over to the side of the road and, and uh, prevented her from being hit by that truck. And she said, I, there was nobody there. You know, we have these beautiful angels that, that guard and, and protect us. I can, I can, my guardian angel, I tell you what, when I, when I get to make, meet my guardian angel face to face, he's going to, I'm going to thank him left and right because there are many, many, many times I know that he has stepped in more so when I was younger doing stupid things where he has stepped in and uh, taken care of me. Many, many ways. But this is the whole point of this psalm, is to trust in God, to not fear. Don't be afraid. We're all going to, you know, this is a, a broken world. It, the world in which we live is a broken world. It's a, it's a, it's a, a sinful world. It's, it's, it's a world that is an exile of, uh, from God in the sense that we, we can't see him as he truly is. We were not made for this world. We were made to be with God for all eternity. And because of the sin of our first parents, Death entered, and and all that goes with it, the result of sin. Everything we're seeing, all the horrible things we see going on in the world, is a result of sin. But we mustn't fear, because if we trust God and we allow ourselves to believe that He will take care of us, and when it's when it's our time, you know, you hear about good people uh, dying tragically. Well. That's, that was their time. I remember Mother Angelica, again, speaking of dear mother, uh, saying one time uh, she had received a call on her TV program, you know, where she would take the phone calls uh, from viewers. And one mother had called her, and the mother had recently lost a child to either accident or disease. I forget. what, the, But it was a, a child, you know, a five-, six-year-old. And she was just so distraught, as any, any parent would be on the air with mother, and I don't understand, mother, why, why God would let this happen to my little baby. And, of course, mother didn't have any answer to that. Only God knows why, but mother said she, she believed in any person's death 
that it was at that moment that the Lord called that soul back to himself. It was at that moment, no matter what the age, you know, if it was a five-year-old or a 95-year-old that passed away, that died, it was at that moment that God in his, in his compassion and his love for that soul, it was at that moment that that soul could have attained the highest level of heaven. And that's why he brought that soul home to himself. So we have nothing to fear. If we trust in God, we believe and we know that God in his infinite wisdom and his, his, his unfathomable love and mercy for us, that he's always with us, and that all we have to do is abide in the shadow of, of, of the Almighty and to, to dwell in the shelter of the Most High and allow the hand of God to be with us always, guiding us, leading us, and one day that hand will bring us home. In one way or another, it's going to happen. And we don't know how it's going to happen. But we know all things are according to his will. And so if you're fearful or you're afraid or you're anxious, read and pray Psalm 91. It's a beautiful psalm of comfort and of, of, of believing that the Lord will take care of us through it all. And you know he will because he loves us more than we will ever understand. Okay, I'm going to go. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, I'll be here, God willing, and I hope you will be too, my friends. Thanks for being here today. Great to be back. Uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, my name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you. Trust in me.